Hello, I'm Amrish Jaipuria. We're gonna do it again, right? No. <laughs> It's like 10 o'clock already. Okay, okay, well, last time. <laughs> did you say your line? You said it great. You said it great. Good. And I'm Andrew Papadopoulos. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Welcome to the NHL Twins <laughs> podcast. I know. That's my life. You're indisposed. What the hell, dude? Welcome to the NHL yeah. podcast. One of the top four NFL podcasts in the greater Whetstone area. Perfect. First time we've ever done it that way around. Oh my god. Did you notice the cunning swap there? Yeah, episode 26. This week, we shall mostly yes. be doing the NFC preview, and we'll also preview the week one games. It's going to be a busy week, you might think, but Ambrish has a cunning plan for how to deal with those pesky NFC previews. So Ambrish, can you do the NFC in four minutes? Challenge accepted. NFC East. Dallas quarterback Tony Romo injured again. Back problems again. Is Dak Prescott the new Tom Brady? Defensive tackle Damon Snacks Harrison joins New York Giants. Says he's hungry and will pancake all before him. Philadelphia lost quarterback Sanchez and Bradford for a first round pick somehow. Also lost Chip Kelly, DeMarco Murray, Rocky retired and the Fresh Prince moved to Bel Air. <laughs> Cornerback Josh Norman joins Washington Pro Footballers from Carolina out of Bosman. And now the odds for winning the division. New York Giants 35%, Dallas 26%, Philadelphia 25% and Washington 13%. NFC North. Minnesota lose Teddy Bridgewater to knee injury. Replace him with Umbrish's boyfriend, Sam Bradford. Sean Hill also still alive. Detroit wide receiver Megatron retired, took up Buddhism and is now a Trappist monk. Chicago quarterback Jay Cutler is less likely to be critically wounded on the pitch as Chicago acquires stud guard Josh Sitton. Green Bay got a much-needed boost to the offense with the return of Jordy Nelson and thin Eddie Lacy. And now the division probabilities. Green Bay, 69%. Minnesota, 16%. Detroit, 13%. And Chicago, 3%. NFC South. Atlanta acquired center Alex Mack to make Matty Ice even more safe and boring, and Devontae Freeman a stud squared. Tampa Bay picked up cornerback Brent Grimey Grimes and defensive end Robert. <laughs> New Orleans defense uh, was greatly improved by the sacking of WWE Hall of Famer and terrible defensive coordinator Rob Ryan. In Carolina, they say time waits for no man. Especially Josh Norman, who refused to sign his franchise agreement. Uh, the stud quarter was recently spotted flipping burgers with Barack Obama. Stud. Carolina, 73% likely. New Orleans, 14. Atlanta, 12. And Tampa Bay, all of one. And finally, the NFC West. Cardinals get defensive end Chandler Jones. Could I be any more of an elite pass rusher? The Seahawks' Marshawn Lynch hangs up his cleats, says he wants to focus on holding his dick. In Rams news, Stan Kroenke, officially the most hated man in Missouri. Biggest story coming out of Hard Knocks, LA contains several attractive females. San Francisco quarterback Colin Kaepernick made to sit as backup. Also, recent news reports found that American history contains traces of racism. 
Division probabilities, Seattle 56%, Arizona 36%, San Francisco 5%, and LA 4 There you go. <laughs> you have no idea how hard that was for us to record. <laughs> yeah, that was that did not take four minutes. Anyway, so that's uh, that was our NFC roundup of the off season. That was all done by Amberish. All those all those stats and all those uh, all those puns. Stunning display, I think you can agree. We're now going to look at the more serious side of the NFL. Week one games. Cool. So here we are. We've picked out the uh, the five most attractive looking games from week one, or what we think they are anyway. Yes. So we've got one review and four previews. We shall now offer you a completely serious review of the Carolina versus Denver game. <laughs> Andrew, what are your highlights from this game? My highlights from this game was uh, Jimmy Clausen's return to the Carolina Panthers after Cam Newton's dreadful murder at the hand of Carolina police. That is true. I believe you have him on two fantasy teams. I have him on both my fantasy and, teams. And that is why he got taken out by that snipers. Is, that is why. Uh, but who would have thought that you know they would re-sign Jimmy Clausen off the free agent market and he would throw for 500 yards against Denver's amazing defense? That is true. And I did not expect that a sinkhole to open up and swallow Trevor Simeon. No, that that was very unexpected. That was that was you know that was Mile High City, but he was miles underground after that happened. <laughs> and it was uh, kind of interesting to see Peyton Manning uh, turning up. To advertise Papa John's, <laughs> like on the pitch. Surprising to see he's taking up Chris's delivery boy <laughs> in between hosting episodes of Saturday Night Live and other imaginary <laughs> news. Should we? Should we? Should we do actually a thing where we pick who we think is going, is going to win? But after we admit that we that this that is, everything we said was true. Yes. After we admit that everything we said here was true, uh, we will then admit that this game is actually happening. Uh, after this podcast is recorded, but most probably before you hear it. So, um, we can give you our picks for this game that's already happened, just so you can try and maybe gauge how clever we are, and Ambrish can give you his figures, so you can gauge how worthy they are. So, uh, shall I go first? You should go first, Because if you give me your stats, I might be swayed. Uh, I think... Also, if I push you, you'd be swayed. Just (laughs) by... Yes. If I if I cut your skin, tanned it, cut it in half, and use that bottom half to make leather, you would also be swayed. <laughs> oh my god. Amrish has been spending too much time in the leather plant, clearly. Um Terries. I think that it's in Denver. I think that it's gonna be a really, really, really close game. Um I do think that Denver will maybe edge it. Not that I have any faith in Trevor Simeon or Simeon. 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 But I do think that Denver's defense is still really, really good. And uh, Carolina's tackles actually aren't that good. I know because one of them is Michael Orr of the Blindside fame, and more importantly, ex Baltimore Raven. He's all right, but he's not that great. Ex ex son of uh, Sandra Bullock. Ex son of Sandra Bullock. A miracle baby, clearly. Um, they're not that great, and I, I just think I just think Von Miller and Co are just gonna, you know. And I think what the odds are showing in this game—not your odds, but the betting odds 
are showing that, uh, you know, Carolina is very much favoured. But I think that's because everyone's fed up of the off-season and everyone's just getting ready and getting excited to watch some football again. And they're just thinking about offence and they're just thinking about Cam Newton and all his playmaking shiz and his bright trousers. Uh, and they're forgetting, basically, that defence actually helps. De- what? Defence is part of NFL? No! Yeah. No! <laughs> My Madden team. <laughs> My fantasy team has no defence! Yeah, you're, you're gonna lose. That is actually true. By you're, the way. you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. Um, so yeah, I think I think Denver will win, but but very narrowly, maybe by like three to seven points. <laughs> Bizarrely enough, I actually agree with you, Andrew. Oh, could this be a turning point? The system agrees with you. Okay, and my system agrees with you. I've got Denver winning by one point. Oh, in a close game. A very close game. Incidentally, also put some money on Denver. Oh yes. You, as you're aware, Carolina are heavy favourites for this game. Mm. So, a little bit of money on Denver. Could be, could be lucrative. The spread has Carolina to win by three points. Oh. Okay. Wow, so they're saying that they're quite a bit better than Denver, really. Yeah, but, I mean, it is being skewed by Denver kind of not having a named quarterback. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, in theory, it's the most important position in American football. But Denver somehow managed to play without one last year when Brock Osweiler was playing. Obviously, we don't say a bad thing about the great Peyton Manning, greatest player of all time, Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Fame advertiser. <laughs> Pizza salesman. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Manning Nation was not. Nationwide is on your side. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't think of a joke in time. But, yeah, um, yeah, you're right. They, they, they almost they, they, they didn't have a quarterback last year, but he wasn't great. So, Ambrish is a... Uh, well, Ambrish and myself, but kind of mostly Ambrish, because a couple of these games, I don't know why he likes them. But we've conjured up four games now uh, to take a look at. And the first one is one that I was like, why are we doing this game? It's the Bengals at the Jets. Yeah, so this could be a very interesting game. I think the Jets are kind of underrated. Mm, okay. And the Bengals... Big words. Are very, are very good. Yeah, good. But they are away, and the Jets have a strong home advantage, let's not forget. So, I feel that this game could be very close. Fitzpatrick is back. He, he finally got his contract. He did. And he's got... He played hardball. And he's got the same weapons in Marshall and uh, Eric Decker. But yeah. he, they've also added Matt Forte, who who's you an love. excellent running back. Who you love. One of the most reliable running backs you love after him. the last five years. You love him. You've loved him for all those five years, and maybe longer. Mm-hmm. I just think... You know, Fitzpatrick is back, but he's not been, he wasn't super great in preseason. I know it's only preseason, but, you know, he wasn't super great. Marshall and Forte getting a bit old. Mm. Um, well, I guess we'll find out. It's a real test for him on, on Sunday because uh, the, uh, the Jets are facing arguably a top five NFL defense. It is great. Back to front. The, uh, the Bengals D. Uh, not to mention the fact that the New York Jets offensive line has taken a bit of a pounding in the offseason. We mentioned the great Debrickashaw Ferguson leaving New York, leaving the NFL. Uh, they have replaced him with Ryan Clady of Denver, uh, which is, which is a, you know, an improvement. But the rest of the offensive line is a bit of a shambles. Not to mention the right tackle spot, which, as we found out recently, Ambrish, is subject to a right tackle controversy. Um, Jets, the Jets' right tackle, Braino Giacomini, 
is currently injured. So uh, they're having essentially uh, Todd Bowles is that they're basically playing two right tackles. Um, you know, depending the, on the NFL have allowed special rules that they can have twelve players on the field. Yeah, yeah, six like like you have the normal formation, and then there's an extra one, and then a tight end. Um, it's it's between it's between what was his name Scott Quayle. Quayle, yeah, he's German, yeah. Quail. Yeah, well, Ambrose thinks he's German. He's Scott Quayle, he might be, he might be Scott Quayle and Ben Idrilorna, who I don't know why, but I recognise that name. Okay. So doing a bit of right tackle by committee. Right tackle by committee. Standard. Everyone does that these days. Yeah, it's Belichick. <coughs> Bill Belichick invented it. Um, so, so um, anyway, my point is the offensive line isn't great, uh, uh, which which figures to be a bit of a problem because you know, Carlos Dunlap. Gino Atkins could be some pain in store for Fitzmagic. I hope he's got his magic flask of healing potion. Yeah. And on the other offense side, obviously the Cincinnati Bengals have Andy Dalton, big stud with AJ Green, Jeremy and the tandem running back pair of Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard. Not Gio, he doesn't like that. No. Uh, but they are currently missing Tyler Eifert. Um, Who do you think is going to win this game, Andrew? Well, I think we both, we both sound like we agree. I think the Bengals are going to win this game. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what your stats have. But I, it sounds like from what you're saying, you think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win by about yeah, like five or six points. Okay. So the spread has the spread has the Bengals winning by two point five points. Oh, okay. But my system says that the New York Jets have a very strong home advantage. Wow. And will win the game by 0.1 points. <laughs> oh my god. In that overtime thriller where they award 0.1 points for being better looking. Yeah, and then, and then you're going to stand up and be like, oh, called it. <laughs> oh, no, no. oh, even better. Sorry, I've got a better reason. Um, it's, that, uh, it's that time where they get to overtime and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick pulls out his Harvard playbook and goes, aha, in the rules it says that if... If a man has the he who hath the greatest beard shall get point one points extra. This leather bound playbook full of old parchments. Yes, that one from from a hundred years before American football was invented. So watch out, Cincinnati! You better put this game away in regulation, otherwise you're going to fall victim to the fucking Hogwarts book. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick you mean, what, what, carries what's the, with him. What's the Hogwarts book? Is one of the books is one of the books okay. named after a book. No. Yes. Hogwarts yes. is the school. Yeah, but the book, the Hogwarts book of there's. I don't know. I haven't read it. The the Half Blood Prince, the diary of the half the the like magic book of the Half Blood Prince, the diary of the bearded quarterback. Yes. <laughs> Part of Hogwarts, of course. Yeah. Okay. We shall now move on to the Giants. The Cowboys. A game that we both agreed should definitely be on this list of top five slash four games of the week. Sure to be an incredibly entertaining game. I genuinely want to watch this game. A huge amount. As a, as a neat little half segue, even though we've already started talking about it, uh, the Giants have signed away from the Jets across New York. Damon Snacks Harrison, who we're just going to refer to as Snacks Harrison from now on. A beast, a beast defensive tackle, shoring up their shaky defense from last year. So that is a real thing. Yeah, poor New York. That will the Jets. I mean, <laughs> are they what? Um, yeah, that's going to make it more challenging for rookie Dak Prescott, who shall be behind center, of course, for the Dallas Cowboys. 
he will also be assisted by rookie running back Ezekiel Elliott, who the who, who's that? Who's that? I've never heard of. Him. Who's being touted sounds, for big things? He sounds shit. Yeah. <laughs> the Giants' Eli Manning will also have rookie Sterling Shepard to throw to, which might make things. Which it's, might it's going to be a battle of stunning rookies. I can't remember a game where there was so many rookies starting and people expecting them to play well because Dak Prescott has been incredible in the preseason. I even yeah. wrote his stats down here. Do you want to hear them or are they not important to you? So, in the preseason, Dak Prescott, do you want me to say it or you want to say it? You can say the preseason okay. stats. So, in in the preseason, Dak Prescott completed 78 of his, 78% of his passes for 454 yards and five touchdowns with no picks. He also rushed for two TDs. And he took part in three games. Didn't play all three of them, like as in like the whole time. Obviously. Yeah. So he mostly came in in the second half, of course, when uh, Tony Romo died. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think died was... tragically. Sorry. No, I think. He... <laughs> no, I think he was playing. He he he. But he yeah, okay. He he played against starting defenses though. I mean, it was for, only for peri- later for periods. It was only later that he played against starting defenses, and at that point he he looked okay, but he didn't look as dominant as he did against the. Some Backup people, D's, of course. Some people are saying that he looked like pretty much the most impressive debut quarterback they've ever seen. Yeah, but this is small sample size and preseason when teams aren't playing the full mm-hmm. playbook. This is why so. we got to watch this game. Yes, to see if he just if he just shreds up Gi- the Giants' defense, will he be a believer? <laughs> yes, small sample size. Uh, the Giants also added a couple of cornerbacks in Janoris Jenkins and. Only because of his name, Eli Apple. I know, yeah. What a phenomenal name for a New York Giants player. Um, so, so you know, it's not going to be easy for Dak Prescott. The the, the, the Jets, uh, no, sorry, not the Jets. The uh, the Giants have done a good deal this offseason to shore up their defense. However, they still do have a bit of a shambolic offensive line, which is why Eli Manning was just getting sacked all preseason and they barely managed to get going at any point in any game. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of a worry. So Andrew, who do you think is going to win this game? Giants at Cowboys. I think um, I think I think the Cowboys are going to win. Makes me Dak. Okay. Dak Dak Goose. The betting markets have the spread at a scratch right now, with both teams being considered even. Right. My system suggests that Dallas are going to pick it up by one point. Yes, I was right again. <laughs> if only my system was a hundred percent accurate all the time. Yes. We can dream. Uh, you also have an interesting stat about this game, I believe. Yes, it's just it's just a stat about the history of the rivalry. Uh, so obviously they're in the same division, and the Giants and the Cowboys have played each other in Week One in four out of the last five years. And how old is this rivalry? It goes back to the sixties. Wow, it's very fucking old. It's fifty-year-old rivalry. Fifty-year-old rivalry, which is unusual in the NFL, because it's like, come on, because Stan Kroenke moves your team. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. <laughs> One for the Missouri fans, yeah! Um, Alright, cool. Let's go on to the, the, the final... No, it's not the final game. Let's go on to the next game, which is... The final game that matters! The final game... No, yeah, actually... You might be right. The final non-gimmick game. When, yeah, when you, um, when you see the fourth game... Uh, sorry, the last game. You, <coughs> you might know what we mean. <coughs> Excuse me. Paddy. When you see the last game, you might know what we mean there. But uh, the next game up is a heavyweight clash between the Patriots oh, and the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. So that's the bronze medal match from the last year's season? Yeah, exactly. That's the, 
Because <laughs> it was a bronze medal playoff, and they're always very entertaining. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, of course, the Patriots are missing Mr. Bunchen, also known as Thomas Brady. Thomas Brady. Quarterback. He's been, naughty. He's, he's been naughty. He's being replaced by another handsome man. He, he is, is actually also handsome. Called Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly. He's having his first career start, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been at the Patriots now, is it two seasons? Is, it, is this his third season? But he's getting his first career start against the stalwart defense, piloted by Bruce Arians, who's a very capable head coach, and containing two men known as Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew. Indeed. This is going to be tough for Jimmy Garoppolo, who hasn't looked very good in preseason. Yeah. I know it's only preseason, but you kind of hope that up to. I know it's only preseason, but the Patriots kind of hoped that Garoppolo would get would use it to kind of get his game going and get into a good rhythm. But instead, all he showed was that he might not be the player that we hoped. Who knows? I mean, they managed to do really well with Matt Castle back in the day. Yes, different so team, he might, different, different team, different team. He might not be as good as Matt Castle, is what we're saying. He might be. Well, that is that would be sad. Um, so uh, the, the Patriots are also missing some key personnel. Not least they're missing their left tackle, Nate Solder, who is massive. Uh, not to mention uh, the little-remembered Dion Lewis, Patriots running back. You remember Dion Lewis? I do, From yes. From last season? I Yes, I do. Of course I remember him. Uh, but of course they still have James White. Who, yeah, sure. And in New England Patriot fashion, of course, there's probably some random guy we've never heard of yeah. who's going to run for 453,000 yards in this game alone. Yeah. He's going to run around the stadium and be like, you can't stop me. You can't stop Like, ding, ding, scoring touchdowns. And, and Bellatrix is going to sit there going, hur, 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 hur. Yes, him with the Bellatrix. Yeah. Do your job. The, of course, you can remember from our previous segment that Chandler Jones is now playing for the Cardinals. Well, he was an expatriot. Of course. Of course. Chandler, such a white boy name. Of course he plays for the Patriots. He himself is obviously not white at all. Just just like me. Exactly. You guys have a lot in common. <laughs> we do indeed. Chandler Jones is very good though, and he'll now be rushing at Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, with, like I just said, that slightly weakened offensive line. Uh, Nick Solderless. And, uh, you know, Marcus Cannon, the right tackle. Doesn't inspire much confidence. No. It's a bit of shit. It's going to be challenging, but on the other side, although the Cardinals do have an exciting offense, yeah, with with many weapons, no doubt, including including the breakout from last year, David Johnson, Aww. who's still backed up by players like Andre Ellington, Chris Johnson, Chris Johnson, yeah, and they have an incredible receiver core as well, featuring players like John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, and Michael Floyd, Michael Floyd, uh, and Michael Floyd, the forgotten man actually, in, in some ways in that, <laughs> literally, yeah, literally the forgotten man in that trio, <laughs> yeah, but you remembered him quick enough, yeah, um, but is Carson Palmer still up to it? You've always loved him, I still do. Well, there you go. He's thirty-seven now, so who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he was taking it easy in preseason. We've talked down New England quite a bit. And we've also talked down Carson Palmer a bit. Who do, who do you tell me that you tell me first now? Who, who do you have winning this? I I won't change my mind from what I was going to say. I have Arizona winning by wow. a bit less than one point. What is all these really close things? Is it because it's early in the year? Does that make any difference? Or I don't think so. I think well, actually, yes, partly. 
in the off-season, my system squidges teams together. Right. And through the season, they tend to separate out into a more realistic space. But because it's unpredictable and you don't know... Teams change over the off-season, but oftentimes the teams that the pundits think will be better are not the ones that are better. Hmm. So it's easier to just make all teams closer to the average. Arizona winning by like one point. Yeah. Interestingly, put money on New England to win. Why? Because th- that's where the way the odds have worked out. Arizona are much bigger favourites for this game than the system thinks. Oh, they are. Oh, because of Garoppolo. Everyone, exactly. Everyone must be betting Arizona. And Arizona at home, and they do have a big home advantage there as well. No. To the point where the spread has Arizona to win by six points. Oh, right. Wow. That's a big spread for early in the year. For sure. What do you What do you think will happen? Well, game? I think I think I think Arizona will win the game as well, as in as, as well as your system. Uh, as well as being good looking, they should also win the game. <laughs> I know that the Patriots have had a long time to plan for this game, but I, I do just think that they're just a little bit short on the personnel. Mm-hmm. And I just think you know. Do you mean one person? No, I'm talking about like I'm not thinking about just about Tom Brady. I'm thinking about like you know Nate Solder as well. Dion Lewis, Nate Solder. Yeah, you know it's tough. It's tough. Although you know they got the Gronk. They do have Gronk. If Jimmy can hook up with Gronk, they have Emmanuel Bennett as well. <laughs> Martellus Bennett. That's what I said. Who's Emmanuel Bennett? I don't know. He, he made that guy up. That's my friend. Oh my god! I totally name dropped a buddy instead. I know who Emmanuel, uh, Manny Bennett is. Yes, uh, they also have Martellus Bennett. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. I'm not going to leave you. Oh, leave you. no. Emmanuel Bennett. Say say hello to whatever. Hey, Manny. How are you doing? <laughs> the last game we shall be looking at is the Monday night night game. <laughs> the second of the Monday night games. La Rams at San Francisco. Ambush has now started calling the Rams La Rams. <laughs> Guess why? Uh, so Rams, Rams visiting San Francisco. Not a long journey. Just pop down the road. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting storylines around this game, isn't there, Ambush? There is, yeah. Well, you want to oh, there are. There, there is. There is. <laughs> there is. <laughs> that is the correct way of saying it. There is indeed many. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> For one, despite spending about four million picks on trading up to get Jared Goff, yes. he is now the third string quarterback because he's a <laughs> Because apparently he's an ass. No, no, he's ass. He's not an ass. That's what I wrote in the notes. He's ass. Because apparently he's ass. Would you like to elucidate us and yeah, expand upon that, he's Andrew? He's, he's, he's just he's not, he's just had not a very uh, he's just had not a very convincing preseason. Yeah, mm. he's been he's been he's been throwing accurate balls, floaters, he's been holding on to it for too long. And you know we've watched a bit of Hard Knocks, so we know everything about this situation. Uh, he's not super smart. Yes, but at least he worked out that the sun does not rise out of his own ass. Oh no, he didn't! <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but this does actually lead us to the fact that the starting quarterback for the Rams is my actual boyfriend, not Sam Bradford, but Casey Keenum. Yeah, <laughs> And Casey. yes, I'm, no, I'm never going to call him anything but Casey Keenum. <laughs> he's, he's become, for, for a guy who, who nobody thought was, was any good really, just to clarify, he still holds the NCAA passing record and touchdown record for the career. Not bad. Yeah. Not Literally, bad. not the worst NCAA player ever. 
Go uh, Texas A&M. So coming, coming. No, we go Texas A&M. Go Cougars. Go Cougars. Yeah, not Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, going from that spectacular um, statistical sheet, he's come and become a sort of an okay game manager in the NFL. He sort of bounced around some teams, and he's they've tried to take that St. Louis job away from him <laughs> so many times, and they've failed every time. And now they're failing again with Jared Goff. So Case Keenum is going to start Although they game. have succeeded in taking the St. Louis job away from him. Yes. And by moving the team to a lane. Let's be, let's be fair, there's not much you could have done about that. <laughs> not much you could have done about that. Well, he did try hard enough, did he? He's just not, he's just not, like, he's just not NFL potential, is he? You know. Just, he's got to step up, he's just not calibre enough to stop a team from moving in the me, NFL. Me, you're not calibre enough. You just said that. Yeah. You're not calibre enough, mate. That's right. You're not... You is not calibre enough. There you go. Perfect. Um, so now we've finished uh, sort of making... I say making fun, but kind of making fun of Case Keenum and Jared Goff. Let's talk about the other quarterback in this game. No, not Blaine Gabbert. Yes. So Colin Kaepernick has been making news because apparently he's a communist. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you're in it, Kami bastard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he has been. He's not a communist. He's in fact been staging some sit-down protests. So Colin Kaepernick is, ironically enough, taking a stand against the American national anthem because he, which he deems to be racist, by not standing for it. He's a. Uh, well, he's, he's, he's protesting against the treatment of black and other ethnic minority people in the United States lately by, you know, rather ostentatiously sitting down at a point when everyone in the stadium normally stands up, yeah. uh, which has actually, well, got him some negative commentary, but also some support. Yes, a lot of support, in fact. His jersey sales now the third highest in all of the NFL. I'm not joking this was from the... It's the red jersey that is selling the most. The white one, like the, <laughs> the white Colin Kaepernick one, is like down the list of it. It's like number 12 or something. Mm-hmm. But the red one is like, it's second only to, I think it's like Ezekiel Elliott and Carson Wentz. You know, the same thing with rookies again. Sure. When we did our last feature on shirt sales. On Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel, oh my Johnny god. Johnny Football. Oh my god, fucking hell. Anyway. The... Um, yeah, but I mean, if you listen to the National Anthem of America, and you listen to the second and third verses, which are less sung these days, mm. same as the British National Anthem, because we don't, we, we're ashamed of what it says as well. There are some pretty bad references. Yeah. Uh, so, but like I said, it has won him some supporters. Including, including the NFL 20 podcast. Including the NFL 20 podcast. And uh, we are supporting Colin Kaepernick. We'd just like you to know that, Colin. We are supporting you right now by doing this podcast while sitting down. I, th- I think it's oh, I think it's all right. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. He kind of he's making a point that he believes in and he's said that this is bigger than football. And to the point where actually no one really noticed that he was doing it and he was just kind of making a point for himself and then people were like, "Wait a minute. Colin Kaepernick is sitting during the national anthem." And then they went and asked him about it and he said that he doesn't believe that he wants to stand for a country where there's such segregation and discrimination, where there's such discrimination and almost segregation still 
And the national anthem itself <coughs> represents that because it was written by slave owners and is a poem about that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's, he's being he's being very brave with it because I think at the same time he, he's not like he's quite popular, obviously, but he's not. He's a guy who's like he's really actually. A, if you look at him in terms of being a football player, he's a guy who's looking to try and like stabilize or maybe get back his starting job. So to sort of like start doing this is sort of like. You know, not really helping that, but yeah. he's still doing it, which I think is you know brave. Is but it's very brave. It's very brave. It's very brave. That's yeah. that. You know, clearly, you know, he's, as, he's as he said, it's that. bigger than it's more important than football to him. Yeah, yeah, and indeed, I don't. It's more important than you, football. In you general. don't see it very often. I think, I think it is more important than football. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. And I'm glad that he, they're allowed to make this protest because there have been times in the past where players have made protests, also about the specifically about the race thing as well. And been slapped with a ban straight away. Yeah. And the NFL has said that they're they're happy for him to do to either sit or stand. It's up to him. That that's part of his free speech rights. Good of Roger. Good of Roger. I'm also loving Colin's massive afro. Have you seen it? I have seen pictures of it. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, you can Google Colin Kaepernick on the internet. <laughs> really? Image search, I would suggest. Oh thank you. Uh, and you can also use the tools to reduce the image search, to, to restrict the image search to most recent within one month. Then you shall see the true might you, of you, his effort. You can also filter by size of image to get the highest quality picture of Colin Kaepernick. You're going to say you can filter by size of afro. Size of afro. There's actually an afro size option. It's constantly there in Google Images. Normally it's greyed out if they can't detect an afro in the picture. But... <laughs> in the case of Colin Kaepernick, recent pictures, that will not be a problem. <laughs> I don't even care who's going to win this game. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel about that, yeah. Uh, I, even wrote some, I wrote something about LA's great D-line as well. Um, but, yeah. Let's, let's, okay, <laughs> let's get... Now, we, now, we, now we've mentioned Colin, and we, we've, we've, you know, we've made our respect for Colin clear. We do hope that he... You know, I do hope that he, even if it's not in San Francisco, he, he gets he gets his starting job. Well, he gets himself back as a good quarterback because I think he's a very exciting player. Of course, you know, took the the Forty Nineers to the Super Bowl. Yeah, two when, playoff appearances. Yeah, when they had the Harbour and Forty Nineers, obviously against the Ravens in, in that in that Super Bowl appearance. So indeed, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick forever in my in my brain. Of course, maybe, maybe my heart. In the, in the lights out game. In the lights out, he yeah. Everyone was lights out in that game. It was insane. Um, so, back to the game, though. Who do you like? I think... I like... I think I like LA. Okay. I think I like LA, which is a weird thing to say. Um, the city or the team? I'm talking about the team right now. Um, yeah, I think I think considering that, uh, you know... Yeah, okay, the, the QB... The QBs are very similar in this game. Let's be honest. I think Case Keenum's a bit better than Blaine Gap, but... Not as nice hair. Blaine! The balloon! <laughs> but I think uh, by virtue of the fact they've just got a few more talented players, mainly on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to give it to the LA Rams. But, but very narrowly. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be... It could be quite one of those entertaining games because it's going to be not the highest quality you've ever seen. Okay. So my system suggests that actually San Francisco might win by three points. Makes sense there. Although uh, betting, 
the, the spread has LA to win by two and a half. Right. Which is why I've put money on San Francisco to win. So that means that the public is mostly betting LA. Yes, definitely. That does not surprise me. Because again, it comes into the excitement factor of like, you know, new season, whole new city. Indeed. And Case Keenum. Let's and not forget. Don't forget about Case Keenum. It's As been, in literally, please don't forget about Case Keenum. It's been... And Todd Gurley is exciting, I understand. It's been like six long months we haven't seen Case Keenum throw a football in competitive action. But now there's... there's there's thirsty NFL fans. They're getting their chance again. It's like, case! Exactly. And uh, that about does it for our previews. Uh, we'd like to thank you all for listening, first of all. Uh, here, there, all around the world. Belarus. Indeed. Thanks, Marta. <laughs> Did you land us a Belarusian fan? We might do, yeah. The New uh, negotiations. Indigo, yes. She doesn't have a podcast player yet. We're in negotiations to get this one person to listen to us for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Basically was, yeah. We'd also like to thank Order 66 for providing us with our music. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can always hit us up on Twitter at NFL underscore 20. Or you can holler at us directly in private uh, at NFL20pod at gmail.com. We will be putting this, uh, this podcast up in our little blog post area and uh, we'll also be including a thrilling picture calling Kaepernick's Afro wow beautiful multimedia oh yes remember to like us on Facebook and rate us on whichever podcasting app you use be it iTunes Stitcher Downcast whatever all them things for sure Definitely. and if you like us tell your friends don't forget to be- like us in real life yes it's important if there's, if there's any space left in your overflowing hearts Please, cram us in there. <laughs> we'll take a pocket. For sure. Which leaves me to ask, Andrew, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Having already said the correct team, I will tell you my second favourite thing. I'm going to go for the Green Bay Packers.